Hi, and welcome to Tuesday Talkies, where we discuss the items in the music business that are important to you. I'm Peter Schwing, and joining me today are my fellow co-hosts, Sam Tall, The Duke, Aisha Damo, and joining us for the first time, Stephanie Carlin. If there's something you'd like to chime in about, let us hear your thoughts in the comments below. Today, we're going to discuss artificial intelligence, celebrity avatars, and the future of the technological artist. Spotify is countersuing an indie label for massive streaming fraud and millions of fake accounts. Perfection versus powerful perseverance. It's a nice alliteration. How can you reimagine and invent the kind of art artistic world you want to be in? And why should artists be using their voice to elevate the world? Let's get to it. So last week, Dutch broadcaster VPRO, along with NPO 3FM and NPO Innovation, held its first AI song contest. The results were interesting, to say the least, with some of the songs being rather catchy. But with AI, there's always more to it when it comes down to copyright and who owns the song. There is, at this time, so a lot of personal input when it comes to creating pieces of music with AI. But what effect is this going to have on the long term? Let's turn to Sam Tall with his take on this. Sam. Hey, Peter. How you doing? That's good. So I, I thought this was interesting. The, the thing that I see a lot about uh, when it comes to AI and music and the, the use of AI as a production tool is that perhaps at some point it's going to make songwriters obsolete, or music producers obsolete, or even artists themselves, human singers, human musicians obsolete. And I just don't buy that. Um, the thing that really drives for me is that it's a tool, just like anything else, just like arpeggiators, just like synthesizers, sample libraries, all the sort of music synthesis that has been, you know, part and parcel of advanced music for decades. This is just a, a, a new iteration of it on a, on a more technologically advanced level. And we well, have to look at it that way. We can't think that it's going to supplant musicians. Well, kind of, but the drum machine of the 80s did have that kind of effect. And that's one of the, you know, when we start talking about that, but here's the other thing that's uh, on the side where I've seen some articles that are talking about where for brands, you know, or ad agencies where it's like, hey, we, we identify these parameters for our, you know, soap company and just type in the parameters and they can come up with a jingle, a 30 second jingle that works for different spots. And then they hit the remix button and it can generate 10 different versions. I mean, yeah, they could go ahead and do that, but is it going to be uh, as compelling as a pop song that is recognizable by the audience? I think that's really where the differentiator is. You know, already we're talking about the ad agencies and, and, and brands and even television shows and films that are using library, production library music, stock music, stuff that costs well under, you know, just at, at most like a couple hundred dollars to use in a national ad campaign you know, there's a certain efficiency of scale that comes along with that kind of a thing. And, and so I think that's sort of a race to the bottom that I'm happy to let the AI take. And as a, you know, human culture narration machine, the, the creators in music, in film, in television, in art of all stripes uh, are really good at adaptation. And uh, I, I'm convinced that we're going to find ways to stay one step ahead of the computers in this race. And you know what? If, if a brand is intent on spending $50 to, you know, soundtrack their ad, so be it. I'm not going to subject my clients to underpayment for something, whether it's, you know, viable or not for them is, is, is not my concern anymore. 
Right. It, the, and an interesting thing is also intellectual property, which you mentioned about the copyright. But now, even we've taken this one step further, is the celebrity avatars. And uh, Sherry Hugh reported in her Water and Music blog, where she wrote the writing about Travis Scott and Grimes are working with software developers to big, build their digital doubles, often with gaming context in mind. So basically, we're seeing like the, the fully digital likeness of what Daft Punk started in real life years ago and Tupac holograms. So mm. now we have the digital likeness and more intellectual property. So you can create a Grimes. Grimes can come up with an AI song and just use her digital likeness for something. I mean, how is that any different from the like the way that cartoon characters, Disney characters are licensed out for brand relationships, the way that the Muppets are currently in use by Facebook for their portal product, the way that, you know, we have merchandise around cartoon network, you know, characters. And I, I don't I don't see it as that different. The only difference being that it's connected to a human being, but so are those cartoons. You know, somebody designed that, somebody owns the rights to those images and somebody owns the rights to the images of a human person as well. It's the person themselves and we call that a likeness. So I, I don't see it as that different. I see, you know, there's the argument that uh, perhaps this gives more uh, opportunity for a celebrity to appear in multiple places at once, makes it more accessible to have their participation in a campaign because they don't have to be physically present. The, the turnaround time can be shorter. The cost can be lower. Great. I, you know, I think that's that's like a, a value add in a lot of ways, and it's not going to necessarily, you know, negate the uh, value of having a real person in the flesh. We still go to concerts. We have, mm -hmm. you know, we still go to the theater for for Broadway plays. We, you know, SpongeBob on Broadway was a huge success. Doesn't stop being success just because we have SpongeBob on on television. Mm -hmm. You know, and we have Frozen on Broadway, Frozen the animated series, and. A lot of exactly. it comes down to hugely also, successful franchises. And it also comes down to the the actors and actresses that do the voice talent and they add influence their character into it. So there is that personal touch to it. Well, and I'll say too to that point, like Travis Scott as a person can have a conversation with somebody or present himself on on a on a live stream, for example, but is he gonna voice act an, an avatar? Or is that going to be strictly for musical performance purposes? You know, like, so it's not a one-to-one -one replacement. Mm -hmm. So let's take this into the real world now and talk about some of the news with real people and real consequences and real issues. Uh, you sent me over to this article and, and I happened to catch it, this uh, Billboard article, which was very interesting. And something has been going on since the fall of last year. Uh, the title of the article is Spotify countersues indie label alleging massive streaming fraud and millions of fake accounts. So the lead-in was that Sosa Entertainment founder Jake Noakes uh, claimed the streaming service failed to pay royalties on over 550 million plays. Now Spotify says he designed a scheme to game the system. All right, we've heard about the gaming the system in the past, but there's more to this. And before we get into, Sam, before we get into this, I, I want to give like a brief backstory on it. And yeah, you're going to have to set this up. Right. And by brief, it's still rather in depth. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's go back. Let's take the Wayback Machine into November of last year. Uh, he filed a lawsuit against Spotify for over $1 billion 
for failure to pay royalties on the 550 million streams through his company, Pro Music Rights, which they state is a performing rights organization and claim to have a 77.4% market share based on musical works with the rights to license about 2 million works from artists, including Aesop Rocky, Wiz Khalifa, Pharrell, Young Jeezy, Nipsey Hussle, 2 Chainz, Migos, Gucci Mane, Fall Out Boy, the list goes on. And if you just do a Google search and you can find this, it's all over Billboard, Music Business Worldwide, uh, plenty of other sites, Yahoo. So this is something that's been going on for a while. He also claims that Merlin, which is a European global digital rights agency, wrongfully terminated its relationship with the label before recommending that a number of other streaming platforms, including Deezer, SoundCloud, Google Play, Savin, and Vivo, also remove Sosa's catalog due to what Merlin itself is now describing, quote, fraudulent streaming activity. So to also to note is Merlin sold an equity stake in Spotify when Spotify floated on the stock exchange last April. Merlin's shares were believed to be worth over $100 million when the transaction was completed. Sosa alleges that the removal of its catalog from Spotify ensured that it didn't get to participate in the sale, which it says would have received, seen it receive tens of millions of dollars. So that's November. We're gonna fast forward to March when they filed an antitrust lawsuit against the quote-unquote music cartel, which includes Digital Media Association, National Religious Broadcaster Music License Committee, Radio Music License Committee, the National Association of American Wineries, and Television Music License Committee. It's a lot to say there. He's gone, he's gone after pretty much the entire industry. In an article on Music Business Worldwide, he, he stated, quote, they have to explain why they are boycotting pro music rights and fixing prices for performance licenses. He adds, we already sued Apple, Amazon, Google, YouTube, Spotify, Seven Digital, Deezer, iHeartMedia, Rhapsody, and SoundCloud in a New York federal court for copyright infringement. And they too have to tell the public why they are refusing to deal with pro music rights. And that's a quote. Now, Spotify stated in Billboard the other day that Sosa quote, designed a scheme to artificially generate hundreds of millions of fraudulent streams in order to manipulate Spotify's system to extract undeserved royalties at the expense of hardworking artists and songwriters. The filing, which is supposed supported by screenshots of messages allegedly between him and a bot farmer and charts about that charts that show streams on his music go up from zero to hundreds of thousands in a matter of days, also alleges that no directed the bot farmer to create millions of fake accounts and change the names of the songs in his catalog to closely resemble those of established hit songs. Sam, th there's a lot to unpack there, and I feel yeah. like I should just burn the whole suitcase. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've heard from a number of different people that they're confused as to what even uh, this this character is all about and what his his end game is what his his hopeful intent is i mean he you know he's suing dsps he's suing music rights organizations that he claims are locking him out um you know i i don't know too much personally but i have had some side conversations over facebook dm with jake in the past and he doesn't seem too concerned about the consequences and he also doesn't seem too concerned about the cost of, of handling all this. 
I'll tell you one thing. We know at least one other uh, shrewd business person who finds great value in the uh, volume of negative press keeping the name on everybody's lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, not naming any names, but uh, I think we can all make some uh, inferences. Um, it's, it's, a, it's Look, it's a winning strategy as far as publicity is concerned. Um, and if that's the angle, I get it. You know, uh, Pro Music Rights claims to have signed up a bunch of uh, clients pretty quickly uh, and and repeatedly over during the course of all this sort of like media firestorm. And they operate on a sort of a tune core model that you pay a fixed fee and you keep 100% of your royalties. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not a bad business model. I just yeah. think it's really bad ethics. But we'll we'll let the courts decide if it's actually, uh, you know, civil or criminal, you know, action. Um, I look, I think Spotify has got an easy win if they can, if they can prove fraudulent activity and that just shuts the whole thing down and he loses every chip he ever bought. Hmm. It, it, one thing to note is when I mentioned, we were talking about the cartel and one was the national religious broadcast music licensing committee. And also mm-hmm. they just struck a deal uh, that they, it was in March when that uh, lawsuit was filed and it was a month later they just struck a deal so there are things happening and what i can say is yes i'm if they're going over going if he's going after streaming services for not paying or paying for enough fair rate yeah that's that's an ongoing battle and yes the creators should definitely be paid more the this process though it's just i mean it's gonna it's gonna unravel more and you know how far down the rabbit hole is this going to go that's a, I, I wish I knew because I, you know what, if there's a, like a, a victorious resolution for pro music rights or Sosa entertainment at the end of this, I, I wish I could, I could see into the future and copy it myself. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think that that's exactly where this is going. I don't think that's what's going to end up happening. And, and uh, I think it's a pretty quick way to get blacklisted by an entire industry just by being, you know, young and, uh, naive and litigious all at once. It doesn't earn you very many favors. Mm-hmm. That and you know, it's school of hard knocks. You can find out that way. So, sa- thank you, Sam, for for your insights on that. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, unfolds over the next week. For you know, for however long this is going to go. Once it gets tied up in the court system, it's going to be really interesting. So, but I'll tell you what, I have needed. I have needed new uh, drama entertainment. You know, I'm I'm kind of like wearing thin on the stuff that's interesting on Netflix and 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 Disney Plus and everything else. So if if this can happen over the next couple of weeks, it'll keep me pretty entertained. So I, I'd appreciate it if if uh, Spotify and and Pro Music Rights would really kind of like get to it for my it, sake. Maybe they can make a documentary. This could be the Tiger King of the music industry. I'll 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 I will back that. I will put my money into the Kickstarter for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So next up we have the Duke and the Duke is back. If we're going to talk about, he's going to talk about petering perfection versus powerful perseverance. Take it away, sir. How are you? I am blessed. That was very interesting. What you guys just talked about. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was interesting stuff. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, it made me feel like um, like a, it's like a video game. 
and it's just uh, equals dollars instead of like um, gems or something. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us what what's been on your mind this week. What's been on my mind this week? Same thing that's been on my mind last week. It's just being, you know, present. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just enjoying life. You know, just appreciating the blessings that is life. You know, because that's really all it is. Everything else is just like very uh, superfluous. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I love this topic that you're you're going to be talking about, like perfection versus versus per- powerful perseverance. I love the alliteration, but you know, there's that big difference. It's like get started, persevere, keep going, or like trying to be perfect. And, you know, tell us what, you, what you're thinking about that. I, I see a lot of people, a lot of artists, a lot of people come to me for whatever um, reason. I think um, I've been doing this, I guess, long enough that people look up to me in some capacity and they ask me the, uh, my opinion of things and, you know, how is this going to get plays or how am I going to get this to do, 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 do. And it's like, that shouldn't be your goal. You should you should create things and then release them and create and enjoy the creative process of it. A lot of people get stuck on, you know, I got to make this perfect so I get this million plays so that I blow up so I make this money so I'll be happy and that's just not the that's just not the equation, you know what I'm saying? The equation really is like create, enjoy creating, let it go and let's move on to the next meal. You know, we can't sit and eat breakfast all day. We have to move to lunch eventually. And I think a lot of people get stuck in, um, you know, cutting up bananas and eating cereal. You know, we'll never get to dinner that way. So, you know, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, well, it's kind of like that just get started. And that's the that's one of the toughest parts is that that people that are saying, oh, it has to be perfect to be out there. Whether you're starting a blog, whether you're starting a video series, whether you're starting a song, it's just every time you're going to improve and improve. And for us, like we're, this is our third third show of this. And in years, we're going to look back and we're going to see how polished and refined it is at that point. And we're going to look back and say, that was scrappy, but that was awesome because we were doing it. So the thing is about comparing, don't compare yourself to others that have been do, at this for a while. Just what can you do in that particular day to do something better? That's it, man. You know what I mean? Get the distortion on your guitar, but don't worry about being Black Sabbath. You know what I'm saying? Just play the chord and just keep it moving. I mean, the Beatles, you think all that stuff was super planned? That was a lot of mistakes. It was a lot of mistakes, but also they had um, George Martin and he booked the right musicians. So it was, um, you know, made it a little bit faster. But I also feel like, you know, back in the days, I mean, like, you know, kids growing up now, they'll have no idea of this. I mean, though, it's still used a little bit. But say if I have a, a signal chain, well, some people don't know what a, like an audio signal chain is, but if, if I want to EQ your vocal, if I want to compress your vocal, back in the days, you'd have to patch that. You'd have to patch it all up and that would take time to patch it. Now you just put the plugin in it. You know what I mean? Or, or even better, you have your presets and it has all the plugins in it. So it's like, that's the, the age we live in. We live in the digital age. Just throw your preset on it, adjust a little bit and just keep it moving. That's, that's, the, um, that's my motto, you know, and at this time. I love it. And the thing with the, also with producers, Summers, like they're, you're constantly looking for, oh, I have to buy these, this plug-in bundle or X. It's like, hey, if, if you, the, because they don't feel stock plugins are going to do a good enough job for them. Listen, an EQ is an EQ. Yes, that plug-in bundle that you're going to buy, yeah, it's going to be a little more fine-tuned. It's going to have some other resonance. It's going to sound a little bit better, but you can still 
like record and mix down a song completely with stock plugins and make it sound good. It's becomes from that comes from your creativity. That's facts. And I think it's uh, you know, it's a self-esteem thing. It's the same thing as your physical appearance. If you can just appreciate the fact that you are one of one, a beautiful creature of the earth, you know, you don't have to compare yourself to whoever, you know, it's just you, you know what I'm saying? And I think that also is, is the our society of like breast implants and butt implants and all stuff like that. It's like something's not right when you look in the mirror and you know, that's um self-esteem thing. And I think the same thing can be applied to your music or your music videos or it's just like, like you said, man, EQ is EQ. It's, it's there for a reason, but just keep it moving. You know, it's like, appreciate what you're doing and, and keep it going. Make some mistakes, learn, get better and keep doing it. So I love that. Persevere, just cons consistency and just go do it. Thanks, sir. And I uh, hope you have a great week. So next up, Aisha. Aisha, yes. where are you? There you are. I'm here. <laughs> I am good. How are you, Peter? Good, good. Uh, <laughs> just getting everything in place, making a move soon, uh, opening new doors to new adventures. And uh, you're going to be seeing a new background in a couple weeks. So it's going to be a new studio. But you got to keep the payphone. You got to uh, keep the, the payphone. The payphone stays. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you were talking about, you know, we, there's the quarantine and we're on week whatever. Uh, it's like, you know. Who knows days, what week it is? Nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, things are starting to open up. But, you know, you, you, you refer to this as a hiccup in life. And, mm. you know, some of the things that you were talking to me about, uh, you know, off screen before I was like, you know, how can we use this time to reimagine and invent the kind of artistic world we want to be in moving forward? And I think this is a perfect lead-in from what, what the Duke was talking about is like persevere. So, you know, take, let, let's get your take on this. Well, yeah, you know, um, well, I differ with the Duke on uh, breakfasts. I feel like we can't eat breakfast all day. Um, I've done it. But um, other than that, no, it, it's totally true. Like, this is a wonderful time for us. Um, and we have this tremendous opportunity right now. While all the balls are up in the air to uh, take this moment of suspense and see where we want to land and think about what kind of world we want to create as artists or as you know, people who aren't artists who are, you know, supporting the artists in the music industry, how can we create the kind of environment that puts forth the art that we want to have moving forward and the kind of community that we want to have moving forward? Uh, today, um, it's actually a kind of uh, a special day for me because um, my acting teacher passed away um, from COVID last month and today would have been his 98th birthday. And he was teaching right up until quarantine. Um, he was that kind of person, the kind yeah. of person I sure want to be. Um, and one, something he did in the early 1960s was start this thing called the American Place Theater. And it became um, really an amazing thing. Uh, you can actually find out more about Wynne Handman and the American Place Theater in this Netflix documentary, um, It Takes a Lunatic. And uh, that's a super inspiring documentary as far as these things go, because it highlights this moment in time where, okay, you know, uh, he had been in World War II, he had come back, he'd studied acting, but now what? All the, you know, things are in the air. Can we take a moment 
just to absorb what's going on around us, to absorb, you know, this moment where, you know, the seats of the universe are are changing and uh, the guard is changing. And can we just experience it and see what we want to come next and see who we want to be in this world that's coming? Because it's going to be different. A lot of the businesses, you know, in New York that were open are closed now, you know, permanently. So what kind of new New York do we want to make? And that applies to every city and every town and every community. What do we want to make of our community moving forward? And that that's right. The community is such the key word. And one of the things I've seen during the, the quarantine is within different sectors in different industries and geographical locations and what area of New York, what borough you live in or what, what areas that the Slack groups and communities just helping each other out. And then you have the artistic community, the music community, the nightlife community, all you know com- coming together, join forces. Like how can we help support the businesses, the musicians and these kind of rallying cries is what helped to pass legislation for the gig economy and the strength mm-hmm. of those communities coming together to have a voice. And, you know, and I think, you know, something about like the community and having a voice is really important. And that's something going forward uh, is something that is going to be powerful. I agree. And I think we're going to be finding um, our new voice together, whatever that is. And, in order to find that voice, we really have to listen. We have to listen to the people around us, but to our own inner voice and see where that's telling us to go, because there might be gold to be found if we can just get quiet enough to hear where we should make our next step. Takes a step to land on the moon. It takes a step to walk out the door, to open a new door, to walk in out that into the open and it's going to take just one step after another step after another step. Thank you, Ayesha. That that is fantastic. Thank you. You know, I hope you have a great week. But we're talking about voices, and I'd like to invite up Stephanie Carlin, musician, mentor, guide. She's this is jo- she's joining us for the first time, and she's got a powerful voice. She's got a lot to say, and uh, she's going to be focusing on the career success using your voice to make a difference in the world. Stephanie, welcome, how are you? I am unmuted and I am so (laughs) happy to be here, Peter. Thanks for having me. Glad you could make Um, it from where all the way from wherever you are. I am on Eastern Long Island, so I'm not too far. Okay. Um, I really want to expand on what Duke said. I want to expand on what Aisha said about these voices (laughs) and listening to them. Uh, It's clear the old way isn't supposed to work right now. That's what's clear to me. It's clear it's time to restructure and that the world is new. And for many, this has been a crisis and we're all in different spaces of this crisis. And, you know, Aisha, you said to take the time to listen to what this is teaching us. And sometimes when those voices are there and we listen, there are a lot of lies that we tell ourselves 
and trick ourselves into. Um, I believe all artists want to change the world and successful artists do change the world. So look at any successful artists, Lady Gaga, Led Zeppelin, Kanye, Radiohead, Nina Simone, Michael Jackson, even fucking Britney Spears, right? Every artist changes the world. And if their intention was conscious or not to change the world may not be, but they change the world. And in order, to, I really like discovering with artists and creators and makers the lies we tell ourselves. So a couple of my favorite lies are like garden variety lies, like I don't have enough time is one of the lies we tell ourselves, like that just means you don't wanna do it. Or one of the other lies is like convincing yourself no one's gonna pay for your work, which I think is a worthiness issue within yourself. But then there are like the deeper lies, the unspoken lies. Um, like I'm not worthy of success or I don't deserve to be listened to. Um, but my favorite lie is the one where we play it cool and we say, well, my art is just my passion, man. And you know, it's cool if someone else likes it and it's all good if they don't. Um, I call BS on that. I really think that underneath everything, every artist, every creator, every maker yearns and desires to alter and elevate the world. But we have inherited conversations from our parents or inherited conversations from the world that train and teach us that it's not possible. And I think we tell ourselves these lies to protect ourselves from disappointment and we'll do anything, anything to protect ourselves from disappointment. What do you think about that? And I, I love the, the, the fact of like, the, you get inside your head. If you keep telling yourself that you're not good enough, you're not successful enough. It's like, that is, think of it as somebody growing up, it's like, a family member or a friend saying, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, and how it affects that person later in their life. If you're telling yourself that, that's no different than some like listening and believing somebody else telling you that. And that's what we do. Um, we absorb other people's truths as our own unknowingly, and it takes work to seal ourselves off from other people's untruths and take our own stand. And it's so scary to take that stand. I mean, um, you risk being laughed at, you risk being scoffed at, you risk being the butt of the joke for infinite internet trolls if you actually take a stand and say, this is what my art is for. And I like that is one of the things that, you know, I look at is, Go, and going back with Duke, it's like, get, get, get your music out there. I always feel that it's like the world deserves to hear your creations and it's art. And you might not, you might be holding yourself back. Somebody's going to appreciate this. If you're getting out there and you're saying, I want to talk to somebody, I want to use my voice. I want to try to influence. I want to try to motivate. I want to try to inspire. Not you're, you're not going to be able to come up and say one sentence that's going to inspire an entire world. It's going to be you inspire one person, you can inspire one more person. When you start realizing you're not to try to change the world by changing ever, like by influencing or the, you know, the entire populace, it's like you start with one person at a time and you can help, you know, and that helps you with your voice, more practice and getting better. Really brilliant. And, you know, I'll just say three, three prongs to ride off of that. Like number one is just acknowledge to yourself that you're out to change something and be that vulnerable with yourself. And 
then be prepared to do just that. Prepare yourself to be laughed at, prepare yourself to be scoffed at, prepare yourself for people to ignore you. And then number three, in finding your tribe of people who want to elevate what you want to elevate, uh, pull for a no from people, pull for rejection, pull for people to ignore you, pull for a failure, welcome 60% of your conversations with people being no's and get excited to hear that no, instead of avoiding it and running from that disappointment. It will bring a lot of power. Uh, and exactly, you learn from your mistakes and you keep going and it makes you a better person. And, you know, things like, you know, once you learn that, you know, I realize I'm going to screw more things up during a broadcast than I will get right. But hopefully the things I get right are, are good so and impactful. So thank you, Stephanie. It was fantastic. Uh, thank you for coming aboard and uh, ho hopefully you'll have a great week and hopefully you'll have you back soon. So just in closing, you know, we're all going through it right now. And Winston Churchill stated, if you're going through hell, keep going. I like to say nothing gets the synapses firing like a good challenge. To emphasize what the Duke, Aisha, and Stephanie have said, right now, it is the perfect time to take account of your career. Look at what's important to you. Focus on something you've been meaning to get to. Reassess what success means to you. Revise your short-term and long-term plans. Clean up your digital house. Look at, what, look at what is right in front of you and at your fingertips. Those who dig in deeper at this moment are the ones who will prepare themselves for the best opportunities once this subsides. Get off your socials, stop complaining and replying to everything if it is not going to have a positive effect on your career. Stop wasting your own time. This is your life, your career, your opportunity. Think of it as a reset button and use it wisely. And that's something to think about. And that's it for today. Thank you all for tuning in. If you find this interesting and helpful, please hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell to be alerted about our new shows. You can also find more on musicindustrycity.com and on your preferred podcast player. Thank you again to our host, Sam, Aisha, the Duke, and Stephanie. Have a wonderful day and see you next time. Peace.